Music is such a key part of our lives. It always has been. And it's God-ordained, as we'll see today. We're looking once again at the song of Deborah and Barak. Join us for Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand next. Once again, we are back in Judges chapter 5, exploring the value of music and the good kind. We invite you to join us today. Judges chapter 5 is where we're at as we focus in on some of what this song is all about, this song of praise to God for His goodness to His people in the victories they face because of Him. The crowning of our sister, the celestial intervention, it's all here in front of us. Here's Pastor Jesse to talk more about it all on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. This is how the psalmist puts it in terms of this foreshadow, Psalm 68, verse 18. Here it is again. So now listen to it again. In the Old Testament, no explicit expression of Jesus, but we know it's Jesus. Here it is. Watch this. You have ascended on high. Who ascended on high? We learned that from the New Testament, right? Didn't Jesus say himself, no man has come down from heaven, but the one himself who came from heaven. No man has descended up to heaven, but the one that came down. Jesus came down and Jesus went back up. Did he not? And then he sent the Holy Ghost to give us gifts. That's why we are free captives. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts for men. Yea, for the rebellious also. Do you see that? That's me. I'm the rebellious. God decided if it wasn't for that little clause in there, I wouldn't be saved. I'm so glad he saves the rebellious also. Do you see it? The rebellious also. In order that the Lord might dwell among them. How does God dwell among his people? By his spirit, in his son, through the gospel. Otherwise, we can't look at the face of the father except through the face of the Son, and we can't see the face of the Son without the work of the Holy Ghost. Am I making some sense? Therefore, Jesus made it plain, no one is coming to the Father but by me. And if you get to the Father but by me, he will never cast you out. Isn't that what the Bible says? All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and he that cometh unto me I will never cast out. My father gave them to me, and my father is greater than me. If they can't get out of my hand, and they can't get out of my daddy's hand, there is no losing of salvation on the part of those for whom Christ died. I and my father are one. If that's not a double bolt lock, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. See, this is the foolishness of religion today that has been um, postmodern fantasized through humanistic teaching. And this is what we have been fighting for 30 years here at Grace. Most churches, their God is too small. And it makes sense that they are adding to their salvation. And it makes sense that they're working and telling you don't do this and don't do that. And 
Don't wear your dress too long and don't wear too short and don't put makeup on and don't smoke and don't drink and don't cuss and don't do this and don't do that. They're telling you to do all that in lieu of trusting in the one who did all the right things for you. Am I making some sense? In other words, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Now, I like me some pigs, so don't think I'm going to be getting on pig that much. I love me some pig. And you can put lipstick on it if you want to, but I know you got an issue. I know you got an issue. Put some lipstick on it. Arise, Barak, and represent the Lord Jesus Christ in this battle. Let's move on to our fourth point. The cowardice of men. I got 10 minutes. Watch this. The cowardice of men. This is what we're dealing with in verses 16 and 17. Look at verse 18. Zebulon and Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives unto the death in the high places of the field. Do you see it? Now, what theologians said is this. Deborah was so insightful that she knew who it was that betrayed them by not coming when the call came. She knew who it was that denied the call by pretending that they couldn't hear it when it came. She knew the betrayers in the micro dynamics of it. She exposed Jael's husband, Eber, Heber, for trading off Israel for Jobin, as y'all know. So she's seen all of the traitors. She's seen all of the wicked people, is she not? And this is how our God is, child of God. Please understand this. Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against me. And you can act like you can walk contrary to God's word all you want to. But while we're doing that, we are being enemies of God. Are you hearing me? This is the battle that's going on today. So the issue is, do we hear the call? And are we willing to jeopardize our lives unto death in the high places of the field? So Zebulon and Naphtali is where Galilee is. It's up north. And when they heard Barak, they came. So Barak had 10,000 between Naphtali and, uh, and um, uh, uh, Zebulun. They had about 40,000 men, 10,000, 50,000 men. Over against Jobin and Sisera's, uh, they had hundreds of thousands. So they were totally outnumbered, except this one reality, that heaven chose to fight their battle for them simply because they marched to the top of that hill publicly and demonstrably with the banner of King Jesus and let the world know we will die on this hill. Here we go. Here we go. A few more minutes. It's clear to see. Watch what the text says. I'm over at verse 19. This is a beautiful idea. The king came. The kings. Because when Jobin sent Sisera, Sisera gathered a whole bunch of pagan nations too. Okay? Because that's what pagan nations do. Even our government does that. We get other governments to join us when we go in and taking over a land in the name of democratizing. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. But there you go. It's for the cause of democracy. All right? Plunder a land, destroy it, take its resources and say, now be free people. This is where you are in your country. And in some cases, in the name of Jesus. All right, here we go. Listen to it. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan into Naak. By the waters of Megiddo, see here it is, this is Armageddon, by the waters of Megiddo down in the valley. Watch this. And they took no gain of money. What does that mean? They didn't win. They didn't gain. Look, when you, when you win a war, you take the spoils. 
Deborah said, they didn't get anything. When they came, they got a good old country butt whooping. That's what they got. Do you hear me? A good old country tail whooping. That's what they got. And the tail whipping started in heaven. Verse 20. They fought from heaven and the stars in their course fought against Sisera. This is what I meant earlier about Deborah having spiritual eyes, having the ability to develop a continuity between heaven and earth and seeing God's providence working in the affairs of men. To be able to see the vertical in the horizontal requires God giving you deep insight. Also, because she was a prophet, she would know that the heavens are opened up to her. The heavens are opened up to the prophet. The prophet has to see the king of glory on his throne. The, the prophet or prophetess has to know that the king of glory has an arsenal that is matchless. The prophetess has to know that the king of glory can summon anything in his universe to go to war for him. I don't have time. Your Bible teaches you this. I taught this last summer in the midst of crazy COVID as I was going through the book of the apocalypse. I taught it. I said, if you read the apocalypse carefully, all it's telling you is how God has always worked from the beginning of time to the end of time. Whenever he saved his people, he called on nature to join in the battle almost every time. All right. It's time to wipe out the whole world. Come on, clouds. Come on, rain. Come on, fountains of water. Come on, deep. Move out the way. Let's cleanse the land. Creation is obeying its sovereign. All right. It's time to wipe out San Francisco. Sorry. Come on, heavens, open on up. We, uh, the fire of the Lord's glory has been burning a long time. Coals are coming down now. Everything's about to turn into salt pits. Get out the way, knucklehead lot. You're saved by grace, but that's all. When you get the glory, people going to know you got some smoked salmon on your butt. <laughs> but get out the way because the heavens are about to move in God's behalf. Get out the way, Pharaoh, because that big old river and all those cows and all that air and the sun that you worship is getting ready to work for the glory of God. The sun's going to go dark when it wants to, as God's will decrees it, and the fleece and the lice and all that's going to act according to God's sovereign power to disrupt the order. And frogs going to come up from everywhere and cause the house to stink. And the river... Uh, uh, Nile will turn to blood to let Pharaoh know that he's a dead man. And then finally the Red Sea is going to open up wide up. Oh, the Lord then called us to open up. That thing spread so far wide, it was as high as 100 feet on either side because 1.3 million people had to go through. The waters obeyed God and the people went through and then God fought for Israel and destroyed Pharaoh. Must I go on? It goes on and on and on. In the days of my Lord Jesus Christ, as he was taking the levers of power from eternity past to eternity future, he hung on the cross. And at noon, the sun says, pull the curtains, fellas. Shut it down. 
Let everybody know this is not a natural eclipse. This is neither a lunar nor sonar eclipse. This is a divine eclipse. And the sun was shut and the earth was dark for three hours. When the father and the son were done atoning for our sins, the son opened up again. And the last words our master said, into thy hand do I commit my spirit. It is finished. Now, this is how blind and stupid we are. We think that God doesn't work that way today. But he does. And in fact, he's working that way right now. And he's been working that way for the last two years. But nobody wants to see. Everybody wants a medical interpretation. They want a secular interpretation because they're not reading their Bibles. They don't want to see that the hand of the Lord has allowed men to tamper with science and create a pathogen. Create a pathogen because that's what happened. A pathogen that has discomforted all humanity. Do you understand that? Like, and it could never happen if God didn't let it happen, right? God has created all things for himself, even the wicked for the day of evil. And God's elect know when it's time for us to shut our mouth and watch God act sovereignly to expose wicked rulers, wicked leaders, and weak Christians who don't have a biblical worldview. Am I making some sense? Nobody believe what I say. You guys know that vast majority of people do not adopt my position. In fact, it's anathema in most of your churches. See, because they have put God in the corner and they've made him so small, he ain't nothing but a Buddha doll. <laughs> this is why you can't interpret what's going on except through the lens of blind men and leaders. And they're not getting it right. They remind me of the people that tried to suborn witnesses of Jesus and they didn't even get it right. That's what's going on now. Am I making some sense? Every man got a revelation and insight, got an interpretation about what's going on to perpetuate the confusion that you and I are going through. And then when some of us dare to say God has revealed to us what's going on sovereignly, oh, you're, you're, you're insane. But the word of the Lord is right. And all of his works are done in truth. They fought from heaven and the stars in their course fought against Sisera. Do you see it? Keep, keep reading through the text. Get, keep reading through. I'm going to just talk it through and close it out. The river of Kishon swept them away. Now, that wasn't even a river. It was a creek. But on this day, the river Kishon called all his buddies. Like, if you've got 5,000 creeks in the area, it'll turn into a river. And especially if the heavens are helping you so that the chariots of Sisera could not get up the hill. Remember, we did an end run. We got to the top of the hill first. Because the Armageddon battle is a top-down battle for the elect. We start from a place of victory and we come down on our foes as they try to rise up on us. Am I making some sense? So the waters made it very hard for those iron chariots to get up. Listen, oh my soul, you have trodden down strength. This is Deborah singing from the depths of us. So do you hear? Oh my soul. Doesn't she sound like David? Oh my soul. Then were the hearts hoofs broken by the means of the prancing and the prancing of their mighty ones. She is using pejoratives here because they would boast in their horses like stallions, being able to do all that as they went through there. That's exactly right. And all that was to scare their little 
adversaries. Ain't no prancing going on. These, these hearts are doing all this. <laughs> Slipping all over the place. They would never get on anybody talent show with that. <laughs> Verse 23. Here it is. Curse ye mirrors. Curse ye mirrors. You don't even know mirrors. Let me help you. This is what is called an apex legomenon. This is a one-time use word. There are a number of them in your Bible, both in the Greek and the Hebrew. A hapex means one-time, like a minimum, one-time usage or one-time expression. Curse mirrors. Now notice what she says. Said the angel of the Lord. What's his name? Jesus. Yeshua, Hashim, Jesus, Jesus, the captain of the Lord's army who was already in Canaan before they got there, as God said, I will send my angel before you to fight my battles. You see how she's gotten insight into the presence of our mediator? Do y'all see that? This is the Lord Jesus, the captain of our salvation. And guess what Jesus is doing? He's cursing Meraz. Why, Lord Jesus? Because they tried to assist Jabin in escaping. Now, who is Meraz? There's such a group of wicked Christians that God didn't even want to give them a tribal identification. He just gave them a nomenclature. But we know the tribes that were in the territory because they had their territory by what? Inheritance. So if you go and do your work, you'll find out that uh, Meraz is in between Dan and Naphtali uh, Zebulon and Naphtali in the regions of Samaria, which is a little bit lower going up to uh, Naphtali, Galilee of the Gentiles. This was a group of professing Jews who had no allegiance to the true and the living God. And what God says was, again, if you are not for me, you are against me. These are the folks that dominate most of our churches today. They won't have anything to say against heresy, false doctrine, false teaching. They won't have anything to say against the damnable doctrines that are dominating and bringing men and women into captivity. You'll notice that today's contemporary churches have no strong apologetic. They're not mad at nobody. Y'all get that? They failed to pick up the sword, the spear, the armor of God. They're failing to defend the faith. Are you hearing me? And that's because they have been infiltrated by Marxist socialism, too. And what that means is they're buying into the prosperity that comes with embracing CRT. Because, see, the levers of power are the ones that are forcing these policies. Raise your hand if you guys understand what I'm saying. The levels of power are forcing these policies and the church bought into it at the beginning of COVID. They wouldn't even examine whether or not this had its roots in systems who had already set up structures for decades to bring humanity into captivity. And still today, the church is not speaking prophetically on the reality that we are in a reset that is destined to take on a much more major transformation in 2030. Heard somebody the other day talking about, well, we didn't got back to normal. Are you kidding? Can I keep talking for a few more minutes? This is what I meant by being normalized in abnormality. 
And this is what you and I have learned with the dialectical process and the ideological subversion. Have I taught you that? We heard that from Yuri, which is, by the way, the Hebrew term here for arise. Arise, Deborah. Uri, Bismanov made it very plain. Propaganda, propaganda, destabilization, demoralization, and then chaos, and then control. Propagandize people to the point where all you do all day long everywhere is feed on folly. Because the more you feed on it, the less you are aware of its poison because now it's being made normal in your system. And you are drifting away from a biblical worldview so that you can no longer detect that poison for what it is. That's poison. For instance, I'll just give you one because I'm way overdue. The one poison that I see everywhere that's dominating our culture is absolute rank, unbiblical, explicitly unbiblical immorality. Explicit, open, undeniable, biblical immorality. From the killing of our babies in the womb to the denying of the God-ordained distinction between males and females to the destruction of a biblical marriage that constitutes the hierarchy of male headship. Do you understand what I'm talking about? To the rejection of the organic, God-ordained expression of human beings coming out of the womb so that you catch children before they could even have a, a sound understanding, a sound working knowledge of their nature to tell them they can change their gender. We sitting here like it's all all right because we have been normalized. We've been normalized. We're under the curse of Meros. We're under the curse. We're under the curse. I don't care. I saw a man, young man last night in a mess. Not going to tell you the context. Horrible. Wanting to be a woman. Insane. Falling apart. I, I saw him as a perfect example of where our world is going. Because we know he's mentally confused. And he's been traumatized in the military. And he didn't grow up with a father. And his mama was an authoritarian. And I look at this poor boy, about 27, 28, maybe a little bit older. He having fits like he's demonically possessed. He is a representation of the world that we are in today. Do you hear me? Curse Merah, says the angel of the Lord. Any church, any Christian that does not stand up for the truth of the gospel is cursed. Curse it is the man or the woman that does not stand for biblical truth. Curse says the angel of the Lord. Watch it. The inhabitants thereof cursed them what? Bitterly. Why? Because they came not to the help of the Lord to help to the help of the Lord against the mighty. I'm done here. I'm done here. I'm done here. God doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need you. Doesn't need me. Aseity. Arotheos. God all by himself is independent, self-sufficient, self-sustaining, almighty, 
immutable, unchangeable, invincible. And that he would say, join my army is a honor of grace. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Say, we love Jesus anyway.